Hi everyone, I'm back. And I say it every time, but it's been busy and there's been a lot going on. I think summer, every time it comes around, I'm like, I'm not, I'm gonna have an open, it's gonna be pretty wide open this summer. I'm gonna go to the beach on the daily. I'm gonna make a summer salad every day. I'm just gonna have all the time in the world. That's never how it happens, is it? No. Photography tends to pick up in the summer every single time. And I think I just forget about it every year. And I'm blessed, I'm thankful. I just had one of the greatest weddings I've ever done this past weekend. So that was just amazing. So I've been, you know, going through that footage, the photos, and I'm gonna talk more about that. But I, <laughs> I've missed you guys again. And I've come to the conclusion that this is going to be a on my own time kind of thing. And that's already how it was, but every Monday and then every other Monday even, I kid you not, it goes by so fast. And I will need to really think about what my next topic will be. And sometimes I just don't have the time. So, and also I don't want to feel like I owe, I don't owe anyone anything, but I don't owe even myself. Does that make any sense? I just don't want to put another deadline or another task on my plate when I'm not feeling passionate about it. Not that I'm not feeling passionate about it. It's just sometimes you really have to prioritize what you want to do because there are so many hours in the day. There's only so many. And when I sit down at my computer and I'm editing and going through photos, it took me two days to cull through all of the photos from this past weekend's wedding. And I've got it down to, I think, 2,600 something. And I had two other shooters working for me. So that was a lot. It was quite a bit. And that would take me, I would look at the clock, maybe I start around noon and four hours will go by with getting up occasionally, getting distracted occasionally. Four hours. And it just feels like, oh, I just woke up and now it's time to make dinner and go to bed. Like there's just so much to do. And it's so funny because I'll get bored some days when I'm not busy and I'm like, oh, I just want something to do. So I, I think I do deep down, not even deep down, pretty, pretty shallow. Like I like being busy to an extent. Like I like to be able to still do things that I want to do, but I don't know. I like having things to do at home. Maybe that's it. If I have a task to do, like making an album or going through photos, obviously I'd love to do that because that's my passion. Now, if I have to go somewhere in my car later in the day, mm, not my favorite. I love getting, I've talked about this in my last one about being a morning person, but I love getting everything done before like noon so I can come home, put my pajamas on and sit at my desk, do whatever I need to do. And I heard this spoken about on a podcast the other day. It was actually Theo Vaughn and Hulk Hogan speaking to each other, which was a good conversation. Wasn't sure if I'd be that interested. I was so interested. That was so funny. I've been on my Theo Vaughn grind. So if I pick up an accent from it, mind your business. Hulk Hogan was talking about, I say his name weird, don't I? Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. The Hulk was talking about how 
when he was traveling so much for MMA, I think it was MMA, for wrestling, he would have to choose between three things. It was either sleep, food, or working out. You can only have two out of the three. So he said that he gave up sleep. And that, to me, is the most important of those three. I say that, but then I'm like, I think food is. But then I'm like, I think working out is. But it's so funny that he said that because without sleep, my whole day is thrown away. Absolutely. Like on Wednesdays when I have a lot to do, that's usually my busiest day just because I have a class in the morning and at night. If I did not sleep well the night before, it's not a thrown away day because those don't exist. But I am just a zombie. And I'm not a napper. Like I don't take naps because I just feel like I just can't. Unless I'm absolutely tired unless I have nothing to do maybe that's it but when I have a task to do who like I will not be able to sleep I need to be doing that task so man by the end of the day I'm holding my eyelids open I'm like that is just crazy how I don't understand how people can be like you know we'll sleep when we're dead like no I'm gonna be dead if I don't sleep so sleep is so important I read something the other day in my devotion and it it always convicts me when it talks about just planning so much and it said that something about just don't let obsessive planning take up all of your time because it is obsessive. Like I will, I've talked about this before and I won't go into it, but just it comes back to nothing really matters. If you miss something, you miss something. It's not that deep unless it's a wedding. We don't play games with that. But it's just never as deep as I make it seem. Like, you know, like the day comes around and the tasks start to get done. And you're like, why did I even stress about that? But oh my gosh, one of my closest friends does not have a calendar. And we've talked about this before. He's like, I don't understand. I showed him my calendar once and it was just probably looked insane to him my google doc or my google calendar on my phone (laughs) just so much but it's not even a lot to me it's just like things that I literally cannot miss like my classes my workout stuff and I'm just like how do you remember how do you know that you're supposed to be here at this time like weeks in advance how do you remember this thing that you had people y'all are crazy if you do that but power to you like my brain doesn't work like that I was thinking about this the other day. I think that my brain relies on a calendar and I don't know if I could survive without it. I don't know if I would remember specific times and dates. Probably not anymore because I'm so used to seeing everything laid out on a calendar. That's another thing. How do you look at your calendar? Do you look at it by day? Remember in your school agendas how it used to be like by day or you can look at the full month? I've always been a full month girly. I got to see everything I have to see what's tomorrow. I have to see what's yesterday. That's part of my problem. I'm really working on it, okay? It's just so crazy. Like, it's so stressful to think about not having one, but then the people that don't have one, they're like, that is so stressful to have one. And I really think school is what got me conditioned into using an quote-unquote agenda. That's what we used to call it. In my school growing up, we had the agendas that had the front cover that was like scratchy. You could scratch it with your nails. I can hear it right now. It sounds so cool. Let me do it on my keyboard. Kind of like that. but And then you like move it around and it changes the picture on it. What is that called? 
you know what I'm talking about? Like, you can move something around and it creates a different picture. Anyway, yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Those are so cool, but I would rely on them. And I think it was because just you couldn't miss things in school, maybe not elementary school, but I really thought that my life depended on this due date. And looking back, it just was not serious at all. Like, I somehow passed. I got a 14 on a test in science, I remember, in chemistry. And I look back and I'm just like, how did I how did I pass that class? I genuinely do not know. I didn't know anything. I didn't learn anything. How, how did I make it out of high school? I do not know. So you look back and you're like, oh, I had to finish this project by, oh, I'm so stressed. I need it. It's really not that serious. If you're in high school right now, just, just disregard what I'm saying, but it's really not that serious. And that's where my relying on a calendar came from, which like I said, I'm really trying to stray away from it. That's why I love going on vacation and just bloop, dropping my phone. Like, I just don't want to see it. I'll turn my phone off a lot of the time. Speaking of vacation, I'm going to Hawaii in two weeks. Less than two weeks. On my honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be in 51st Dates again. One time on Big Island, I watched Fifty First Dates, and I was like, I think I've made it. I think this is it. It's only downhill from here. No, but it was so fun. And what's so cool is we're staying in the same place that we went when we first went to Hawaii together. That was one of my things about our honeymoon. We both wanted it to be somewhere that we haven't been before. And we were looking at a couple places. We were looking at the Maldives. And we booked a place in the Maldives. But then I just got to thinking. And something didn't feel right. It was, first of all, going to be probably more expensive. Maybe this is an exaggeration. But <laughs> maybe cutting it close to how much our wedding was. No, that's not true. Sorry, Mom. That's not true. But it was going to be pretty, pretty hefty of a fee. And then I started thinking again. I started thinking even more. Can you believe I had more thoughts? I was like, do we want to do all this travel? Traveling to the Maldives is like 23, 24 or more hours of straight travel. Like airline to airline, airport, airport. And then when you get there, you're not even there. You get there and you have to get in a seaplane. And they, got, they have to take you to the island that you chose in the Maldives. Which is pretty cool. I think I might want to do that in the future. Like we booked one of those, you know, cabins or whatever they're called on the water, like the floating house thing, which was pretty cool. If you want a recommendation for that resort, let me know. But then I was also like, do we want to stay in this one island? You don't even rent a car. That's how small the island is. And I wanted a long honeymoon. So I was like, is that even worth it? We're going to go to the same restaurant for two weeks and you're gonna see the same people and you're there's no like hiking there's no the only thing you can really do I guess is snorkel like some water sports that just didn't feel like us and then I was like do we even want to go on a honeymoon I know sounds crazy but that's what I was thinking I was like is it just gonna be so expensive and then I was like why not just do what we already know that we love it doesn't have to be some crazy extravagant location destination why not just do it in the U.S. of A which we know we love the U.S. of A 
you don't have to exchange your money. You don't have to just go all crazy with the buying things you need for international travel. When I went to London, I had to buy a interchangeable, like the outlets, the outlets that are not the same. <laughs> and I think none of my friends got an outlet adapter and we all just had to share one. And I was like, this is such a pain. But it's stuff you don't really think about when you travel internationally. So Hawaii it is. We have a wedding we're going to next week, which will be our first wedding we've ever attended together. Now that I think of it. I still got to find a dress. You know, I don't, we don't get out much. We just don't know many people here. So we're excited. And I got to figure out his outfit. I got to figure out my dress. Something else that has happened since I saw you guys. I went and saw the Barbie movie. And the Barbie movie, here's my honest review. Trash. Zero out of ten. If it got a one out of ten, it would be for just because it's literally just pink and pretty and bright and whatever. My hopes going into seeing the Barbie movie were insanely high. I had been looking forward to this movie for a year. Like whenever they started showing it in theaters on social media, I was like, no way. I was a Barbie girl, loved my Barbies, and loved Polly Pockets, loved all that stuff. You know, Barbies were always top. Barbies were top tier. Those were classy girl moves back then. If you had a Barbie, you like, you know, you know who you are, you know what you want to be. And I really was so excited because obviously I love the color pink. I love all, all the girly stuff. Like I think that I was more of a tomboy growing up and I really grew into loving more pink and bright and loud stuff especially with photos even like I love a pink when I get to shoot in a studio that's super colorful super girly so I was really feeling it and Ryan Gosling Margot Robbie like they're both so hot I was excited to go see them <sighs> I was so disappointed and it makes me so sad to say it and I had seen some reviews before that had said this movie's not good and I was like I really don't want to hear anyone else's opinion before I go see it but whatever that's just how social media is you see stuff that you don't care to see so I really went into it still with an open mind and I was like please just be good like I hope that these people were just wrong about the movie it was so bad like me I looked at Jordan one time and he, what a sweet husband of mine he went to see the Barbie movie with me knowing that other people had said it was so bad <laughs> I looked over at him like towards in the middle and I was like this is so bad I was like I want to leave but we paid so much money movies are so expensive to go see in a theater we spent like $40 on both of our tickets and then I you know treated myself like I was like let's let's get some candy and a popcorn got popcorn candy and it probably totaled like $70 to go out to see this crap movie it was just so bad. If you like and I've heard differing I've heard different reviews. Even from people I'm close with who've been like that movie was so good. And I'm like, I want to understand why you were saying that. I've heard so like the two extremes. I've heard the it is so bad and I've heard the that was the best movie I've ever seen. I was crying the whole time. Um I might spoil some of it as I talk about it. So if you haven't seen it and you want to see it Skip forward, and here we go. It was just 
I felt like it was very man-hating, which I understand women, yes, we want to be equal. We want to feel empowered. And the beginning of the movie where all the men were just like catcalling Barbie and smacking her butt and it, like that's how it is. That's really sometimes how it is and it's so uncomfortable. Like, trust me, I get it. I was one time walking in the park a couple of weeks ago and this guy just came up and started filming me. Told me I looked like an Egyptian goddess. Who are you? Go away. So that part I liked. I liked how they portrayed that. Just, you know, how it is to sometimes be a woman in the real world. But then it just got so repetitive and like the same thing. Like, we get it. Men suck so hard, but it's like, I'm so tired of that narrative also. Very, just very heavy on the feminism, which feminism in the world today is toxic. So insanely toxic. And just so pro everything man hatred, so pro like not having a family and just being a warm, like being, having your career over family. There was a pregnant Barbie that they kept showing, and it would be like a jump scare. They, and they continued, they said this joke like three times. They were like, this Barbie was discontinued, the pregnant Barbie. Why? The movie started out with kids smashing their dolls' heads because they didn't want to play with baby dolls. And they wanted to play with a Barbie instead. I just think that the point of Greta, the director, I think that she missed the mark heavily. And people disagree, like, I'm seeing literally every view that could possibly be. Like, this is just mine. This is my opinion. I think she missed the mark, and I think that it could have been done a trillion times better. I think that the point was to, the point she wanted to make, maybe, I don't know, was to show that women can be anything they want to be, and life doesn't have to be perfect, and men and women are equal. But that's not even what was, that wasn't the conclusion. The conclusion was that, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It was weird and confusing as well. Like, in the end, they the women were comforting. Barbie was comforting Ken, being like, we are equals and you are enough. Wasn't it kind of supposed to be like the message was women were enough? I don't really know overall was just a weird it left me super unsatisfied like that I've still kind of had thoughts about it and I'm like I really just wish it was better the whole lot the whole plot it wasn't empowering it wasn't mm, I don't I don't know I just think it was super surface level it was really cheesy I really wish that I don't, even like the Ken song it wasn't it wasn't great I was just really hoping for more like the first 20 minutes where they were showing all the Barbie stuff and her wardrobe and then their dance party, I was just like, this is what I want to see. And then boom, it they go into the real world and it's like, men are so mean, men are terrible. If you have a baby, like, obviously we don't want your doll because you're pregnant. Mm. I just think that why do we have to bring down men so much to feel good about ourselves as women? You just are a strong woman and you just stand up for yourself. Why does it have to be oh, every single man is just the worst. That's what the movie left me feeling like. Like, I felt bad. I would look over at Jordan. And I'm like, is he just feeling discouraged? I just think it could have gone a lot differently. It could have gone a lot differently maybe in leaving men being like, okay, maybe we shouldn't hit on women like that. Maybe we, that, we really make women feel uncomfortable. Maybe we should think about that. 
But that's what that's not what is being gotten out of that movie. What's being gotten out of the movie is little girls seeing it and being like, "Oh my gosh, I that pregnant Barbie's disgusting. That pregnant women, that babies, gross." I just didn't get that part. And there was some like one heartfelt moment where Barbie was looking at this older woman, and she just said, "You're so beautiful." And my eyes, I was like, actually, that was the sweetest part. And I don't know. You can say it was political. You can say it was not political. I think it was heavily, but also it depends on what you think is political or not. I think that being feminist ties into a lot of political issues lately in the world today. I don't care what you are. Once again, these are just my opinions. Like, why was the mom and daughter also in this movie? They were so unnecessary. Were they not? Why did they come to Barbie Land? It shouldn't be that easy for people to switch over into Barbie Land into the real world. It felt really thrown together. It just felt cheap. And man, I heard, you know, I'm not close with the Hollywood folk, but I heard from multiple sources, like people in California who have kind of seen the set and seen the filming go on. I heard someone said that the Barbie movie wasn't even finished like a month before. And I believe it because of how thrown together it was. Ugh, I just, someone give me, put me on the set, give me the cameras, give me the actors, give me that set and watch me make a movie 20 million times better. It's just directing. I'm sorry, but Greta did not do a good job. This was so bad. Literally zero out of 10. I will go back to watching Barbie's Dream House on Netflix, the cartoon, because I just wanted a pink little girly doll movie. I didn't want a super overly, this is my view, like, I don't care. Just make a movie without a specific view. You don't have to have a view. That's what's cool about creating a movie. That's what's cool about art is it doesn't have to mean anything, anything, ever. Maybe just make it and say, okay, I'm not going to tie into any real world issues right now. Just make a movie for pure entertainment. And now, whatever. So yeah, there's my rant on that. My my advice is to not spend money to go see it. But if you want to, go see it. Go check it out and have a view for yourself. That's what I started off by saying. I wanted to see it for myself because, again, I'm so tired of people telling me what my views should be. Which that really, that's how that movie felt. That's how everything is. I don't care what the director's view is, but how about we don't make this movie based on what your thoughts are on pregnant women? Well, that's over. And now I will not speak about it again. Maybe I'll get (laughs) some Barbies again and make my own movie with my camera. Maybe with my phone. It's going to be so good. Whatever. My cat's turned two years old, you guys. Two. They're so grown. I wonder when we will have to start looking at textbooks for college. Can you believe it? They're just the best. They make my life so much better. Other than seeing the Barbie movie and shooting that huge wedding and my cat's turning too, not much else has gone on. Like a lot has gone on, but nothing that is like different from my everyday routine. I went and did, the, okay, this is something that went on. 
I went to the Cité of New York City, the Big Apple. City's so nice, I named it twice. I went there and did a training with my bar method crew. And we're training to teach a new format. It's called strength. You heard of the word? You know what it is. Strength. So basically our classes, but you add heavier weights. You do more compound movements. Just more strength building stuff, which of course, right down my alley. And I was so excited. And it was cool. When you go to like corporate, not really corporate, but kind of like you meet up with different locations and teams it's you never know how it's gonna go because it's like all these women know what they're talking about how are we going to sit together and learn this one specific thing but whatever there was a really good instructor who led it who has been at the bar method for years and years and years I think I'm a newbie and it was intimidating <laughs> so we're in this room and we're all sitting on the floor and you just never know how, how are we going to do this? There was no outline. How are we going to learn this? We have a um, packet of paper stapled together. I, don't, I was like, is she going to just like speak the whole time? Is there going to be like a slideshow? No, we were sitting in a circle and I'm already anxious. Like it's, I, I know that I'm a newbie. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be asked questions, if we're going to have to demonstrate stuff sure enough she goes okay we're gonna popcorn read the manual the strength manual and there's maybe 20 women in this room horrifying popcorn reading I'm 24 and I'm the youngest in here I was not a fan oh my gosh when I have to think ahead you know like it's back in school when you would you would count ahead to which paragraph you're going to have to read so you can practice it. I was doing that. At 24, I read a popcorn paragraph in a circle, sitting crisscross. Anyway, so I just get so nervous. I can speak in front of a class, but I also think it's obviously because these women were so smart and so, like, uh, more of, like, seniority when it comes to like them being there longer than me there was one round we had to we went in the circle probably four or five times I kid you not I had to read like five paragraphs total and it just was so terrible because I couldn't pay attention the when it would get to like even I don't ever I don't even know every time I was not paying attention the whole time pretty much I was just taking notes so when I went back and looked at my notes I'm like I don't remember taking this because I blacked out like, when it's two people before you, I'm shaking in my boots. I do not want to be doing this. And I'm going over my lines. My lines. I can't. And then it gets to me, and I'm, my throat, my throat closes up. And I'm shaking, and my heart is pounding, and my cheeks start getting red. Like, why is this a thing? Just read it, or have someone volunteer to read it. I'm pretty sure that you would get a lot of students raise their hands. Because they know what they're talking about. Oh my gosh. There was one round where my friend had just given me a loaf of bread. Starbucks loaf of bread. It was like the banana bread. Mm, their best thing that they sell. And I was having acid reflux. Because we were sitting in crisscross applesauce on the floor. I don't know. My stomach was all hunched over. I was bloated. 
as I'm speaking, you know that thing your throat does? It'll be like, oh. Like when you yawn, maybe. Or I don't know. Just when I get acid reflux, that happens. That happened to me while I was speaking. And I started, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. This is the worst thing ever. So I would, I would try to keep my paragraph like super short. I would not go on to the next paragraph like some people were doing. How terrifying is that? And how funny is that? That that was like my most anxious moment of July. Crazy stuff. But yeah, it's been a fun few weeks. It's been busy, but it's been a fun summer so far. Probably the low light seeing the Barbie movie, unfortunately. I'm salty about it. I was just so excited to see it, you guys. And I was so disappointed. Mm. Yeah, so that wedding on Saturday too, so fun. So fun. The wedding was in Montauk. And Montauk's just crazy. Montauk is insane. It's beautiful. It's out there. There's not as many people as you see towards the city. I'm in the middle of the island pretty much. So, I mean, it gets more crowded the closer you get to the city. Obviously, it's New York City. So, just going out to Montauk and out to the Hamptons is refreshing. There's still some traffic. There's only, like, one road to get there. (laughs) So, I rode with... I drove me in one of my second shooters, Vanessa. And it was fun, but we were, like, getting nervous on the way there. Because it was a big wedding. And it was just... I wanted to do amazing. I wanted to do great here. This is the biggest wedding I've had in New York so far. I shot both video and photo. So my shooters, like, I was I was like, I need your help. I need you to get, I need you to not miss a moment photo-wise. I won't miss a moment, but I need you guys to also not miss a moment. I just needed backups on backups on backups. And they were amazing. Like, going through all of these photos, I'm like, yeah, I needed you both. You guys killed it. And all the stuff we got is just so good. I'm so excited to share more of that. But this wedding was stunning. They told me, they were like, this is one of the prettiest days we've had in Montauk, one of the wedding coordinators. I was like, this is so good. We are so lucky. Stunning. Insane. And it was just such a great time. And then we went to the reception. It was on a golf course, like in a building on the golf course, which was also pretty. Didn't know what to expect, but it was a really pretty building. It was like candlelit when the lights went down, which I love. I love shooting in low light with like a very small flickering light or candle. Stunning. I'm so excited. And her dress, her dress was probably the favorite dress I've ever shot. I feel like I've said that before, but it really was. You gotta go check it out if I haven't posted it yet. So that was fun. What else happened? Oh, John Bellion came out with a new song. And go listen if you haven't. It's called Meant to Live. And I used to listen to this song by Switchfoot growing up. Me and my friend Cheyenne would listen to it with our iPod Nano. And it's like the beginning would... It switches from your left earphone to your right earphone. When that happened, I'd be like, this is a spiritual, I don't know what's happening with my body. It's a spiritual experience. And I think that song was a, like, indirect Christian song. So when John was like, they asked me to sing this song, one of their songs, I was like, oh my gosh. Little Lindsay is screaming, and Big Lindsay is screaming, right now, as I listen to it. It was so good. John Bellion's... He's coming out of hiding. Not that he was in hiding. He was kind of behind the scenes. 
you know, just writing for some no-namers such as Justin Bieber, the Jonas Brothers, Halsey. You, you might know of him. So he's killing it. Absolutely killing it. Oh my gosh. Me and Jordan are going to see... <laughs> we're going to see Todd Packer. I don't know his real name, but he's on The Office, the show The Office. And they're doing... He's doing like a tour where he does trivia at different... In different states, obviously. How fun is that about to be? And Jordan's like, what's the prize for trivia? I don't know. But me and Jordan's combined knowledge for The Office... And if we had my cousin Tyler with us, who is just, we're the biggest, not, I wouldn't, okay. I hate saying like, I'm the biggest Office fan because I'm not insane like some people. But we know a lot. Like, it's probably terrifying how many little details that we know just from watching it so much, having it on in the background since high school and listening to the Office Ladies podcast now. I know everything. Everything. Like, name a time frame of a specific episode. Like, we can probably tell you what happened there. It's insane. And I'm so excited. I don't know how it's going to work, but I just am envisioning us winning trivia somehow. I don't know. But also, it's New York City, and I feel like so many different types of people are going to come to this one little venue and be like, no, I'm the largest Office fan in the world. And they probably know more than us. So I think we're about to be shocked, but either way, I'm excited. I don't think I've ever seen an actor from The Office in person, now that I think about it. I really haven't. It's going to be so fun. I don't know. That's like one of my dreams to see Steve Carell just walking down the street. I think that if I got to meet one actor in my life, it'd be Steve Carell or it'd be Adam Sandler, for sure. Those are my top two. How fun. I'm excited. Uh, should we like just have the office on until then? I say that like we won't already be doing that. So fun. I love like doing random things like that. Like my friend told me about it and I was like, I'm definitely booking tickets for that. Why not? I need to do more things like that. There's so many little venues and concerts that happen and little trivia nights, I guess, that you just don't hear about because mm, maybe I just don't have any many friends here but I just want to do more stuff and get out of the house because a week will pass by and you feel like you've done so much but then you look back and you're like I was really inside a lot of that time so who knows that's me my motto that's how I'm going to end every podcast episode who knows y'all I might be a while I might be a long while so cherish this episode because I'm going to Hawaii and I don't know if I'll be posting anything before then. (laughs) Definitely won't be posting anything during Hawaii. We'll see. Maybe I will. Man, when it, I promise you guys, when it gets colder outside, I will have so much time just bundled up inside in a blanket because I'll be freezing here. And that's when I'll just spit out the content. I might, what about a daily podcast? gosh okay I gotta tell you what I'm laughing about I my friend Lacey is just the biggest cat hater she hates cats so much and obviously I'm not and there's this video where it's 
caption it says woman with a cat phobia pets cat for the first time <laughs> and it's a woman holding a cat and this other lady's like literally running away from it and the lady holding the cat is like one touch they're literally on a show like she's trying to overcome her fear of touching a cat and she walks up so slow like holding her hand out this cat is just chilling it's an orange cat and she just touches his back and she like kind of jumps back and then she continues to pet it and the girl holding the cat is like you are so brave I'm so proud of you and I sent that to Lacey and I was like this is me converting you to a cat person and she said I'm crying laughing if anyone wants that video please let me know because you just gotta see it oh my gosh let's leave it on that note I love you guys thanks for sticking with me thanks for hearing all my thoughts thanks for hearing my inner monologue I hope you have a great rest of your Monday or whatever day it is that you're listening to this on and peace and love Bye!